गुड मॉर्निंग ऑल एंड जय सदगुरु दियो वेलकम टू द वीकली संडे सत्संग ऑर्गेनाइज्ड बाय नॉर्थ अमेरिका इंस्टीट्यूट ऑफ विहंगम योग माय नेम इज मोनिका एंड आई हैव जॉइंड दिस सत्संग फ्रॉम रिवर एज न्यू जर्सी बिफोर वी बिगिन दिस सेशन let us bow down and offer our prayers to the holy feet of lord sadguru dio guru brahma guru vishnu guru devo maheshwara guru sakshat para brahma tasmay shri guruve namaha in the current times our day to day life gets consumed in fulfilling our physical and mental requirements and social responsibilities in this fast paced routine life the requirements of the soul are often forgotten so i congratulate each one of you for taking some time from your busy schedule to join the session to fulfill the requirements of the soul it is with sadguru dev's blessings that we are here today in this satsang to dive into the wisdom of swarved our speaker for today is vijay ji who is a very sincere disciple of sadguru he is very knowledgeable and has years of experience in this journey vijay ji continues to inspire us in this journey and i must say that he is very fortunate to be from a family that has been under sadguru dio's guidance for generations vijay ji is the president of our organization north america institute of vihangam yoga so for, for not wasting any more time and no further ado i would like to request vijay ji to come and take the stage for today's swarve dohas so vijay ji over to you thank you monika ji and jai sadudev everyone बार बार वंदना करूं सदगुरुदेव हमार यहाँ वहाँ सब ठाम में महिमा अपरम पार शरण शरण में शरण हे गुरुबंदी छोर मोही उबारो हे गुरु यह सौ बार निहो आगे द्वारा बंद है भक्ति भेद बहु भेद बिन सदगुरु की भक्ति के प्रभु की भक्ति नवेद आरत दीन अधीनता सत 
Welcome everyone to this uh, auspicious moment of Satsang with Swarved. The term Swarved itself is so enlightening because when you try to understand the word Swarved, you will get motivated to think, contemplate and put an effort towards something which is not world, worldly in nature. It is about Swa, meaning the self. Swarved is composed of two words, Swa plus Ved. Swa means self, Ved means knowledge. So Swarved is a journey towards realizing the self. Swa also means the supreme Brahm. So Swarved also is a journey to realize the Almighty. As you see on the screen, Swarved Doha Mandal 2 and Chapter 2 Swarved Doha number 24 Swarved is actually composed of six mandal. And out of all these, if you count number of dohas, that's Sadguru Sadafal Devji Maharaj has written. The photo of Sadguru Sadafal Devji Maharaj you see on the right hand side in the slide. Sadguru Sadapal Devji Maharaj wrote about 4,000 Dohas. If you count all the mandals, all the chapters, all Dohas, about 4,000 Dohas. 3,737 Dohas were just in five mandals. And then six mandals are addendum, which was added, compiled and added later and in total it reaches close to 4000 dohas this doha were not written these dohas were not written by looking at any other books but these dohas were written as a pure expression of the pure experience. These Doha just is the expression of the experience in the Samadhi state. When Sadguru Sadafal Deji Maharaj attained his complete wisdom, when he attained the completeness within himself with the advent of the devotion, the complete Chetan devotion, the conscious devotion, in which all the wisdoms are pouring onto the soul and the soul becomes all-knowing in the state of being omniscient. Sadguru Sadafal Devji Maharaj started expressing what was pouring into his soul. And it took the shape of Swarved. So Swarved is the expression straight from the heart of Sadguru Sadafal Devji Maharaj. And that's why Swamiji says, Sadguru Sadafal Devji Maharaj says in his own word, Swarved mere hirde ki chinta mani hai. The Swarved has come straight from his heart and it is the most cherished pearl of his heart. That's why he said Chinta Mani. 
you know money the diamond indicates the most cherished thing so symbolically sadguru sadafal devji maharaj says swarved is my most cherished thing that i have gifted to the world sadguru sadafal devji maharaj was not scholar by study but he was a fakir a yogi who experienced brahma vidya through his 17 years of continuous meditation practice his 17 years of seeking resulted into attaining this rare wisdom of brahma vidya straight from the nitya nadi sadguru dev the eternal master who is the carrier of this knowledge for all the era for all the yugas sadguru sadafal dev ji maharaj received this brahma vidya process and eventually the experience of all the entities through this technique all because eternal master was pleased with his seeking and with his vairagya eternal master tested his vairagya first before giving the bhakti to him before giving or gifting him the bhakti of almighty the eternal master tested him first eternal master told him ask me for anything from the world at this point i can grant you anything you want and it will happen just at my wish it will become possible for you and sadguru sadafal dev ji maharaj then he was not sadguru he was the yogi maharshi sadafal dev ji or a seeker rather not even then a yogi as a, not even then a maharshi but a but in in this form he was just a seeker and the seeker of topmost virtues having no worldly desire zero worldly desire zero shunya absolutely no worldly desire and only when eternal master ensured that he has truly shunya zero worldly desire then eternal master gifted him this wisdom so he tested him that ask me for any worldly thing and sadafal dev ji maharaj said what will i do with these worldly fame or wealth when this is not enough to make me feel complete or to quench my thirst my thirst is more than these and oh divine master i am helpless only you can please help me in making me complete making me experience the the supreme bliss of almighty that alone i seek so the eternal master was convinced and then he gifted sadafal dev ji maharaj the chetan yog 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 sab koi kahe yog na jana koi many people talk about yog and they believe that oh there is a bhakti yog there is a karma yog there is a you know raj yog people think that oh these all are just different 
paths of yoga, different types of yoga, people are just lost into these terminologies, different aspect of yoga. But nobody knows the yoga in which the union of soul happens with the Supreme Being. Because that yoga is Chetan yoga. And that Chetan yoga happens only with the blessings of the eternal master. And that eternal master eventually gifted that technique to Sadguru Sadafal Devji Maharaj and asked him to isolate from the world, go in a cave and practice it sincerely for one guha anushthan of six months, meaning it's a six month of isolation from the entire world where you do not interact with anybody. And for six months, he internalized this technique and experienced all the conscious elements which exist beyond this prakriti. Sadguru Sadafal Deji Maharaj completed the entire Chetan Sadhan in those six months, starting from self-realization to the experience of Akshar Brahm to the experience of the Eternal Master and eventually experiencing the Almighty. The entire Chetan Sadhan where one happens to experience the existence of the powers which are working behind this creation. That Chetan Sadhan is what is also known as Vihangam Yoga. So what we are going to hear about is Vihangam Yoga, which is not a new type of yoga. When we say bhakti, probably we, we formally did not yet hear it, but bhakti and vihangam yoga has no difference at all. Bhakti and vihangam yoga are just the synonym, just the synonym. So coming to this Doha, before we talk further on this, Sadguru Sadafal Devji Maharaj wrote in this Svarved 2.2.24, which as we have been following ritualistically here in Satsang, one of you please wholeheartedly chant this Doha and read about it and then we will start diving deep into it. So I request one volunteer to please read it with the devotion in your heart. Anybody can volunteer, please. Okay, Sadhgurudev, I will read it. सच्चा प्रभु का भक्त है केवल प्रेम प्रवाह भिन्न चिंतित नहीं भक्त है भक्त नहीं कुछ चाह भाष्य जो शरीर मन वाणी एवं आत्मा से शुद्ध है वही प्रभु का सच्चा भक्त है एवं उसी में शुद्ध रूप से प्रभु के प्रति प्रेम प्रवाह बहता है प्रभु से भिन्न दूसरे पदार्थ की चिंता नहीं है न उसे किसी दूसरे वस्तु की इच्छा है यही सच्चे भक्त का पवित्र स्वरूप है जय सतगुरु थैंक यू श्री जी सच्चा प्रभु का भक्त है केवल प्रेम प्रवाह सच्चा मीन्स ट्रू प्रभु मीन्स ऑल माइटी भक्त मीन्स द डिवोटी हु इज द ट्रू डिवोटी ऑफ द ऑल माइटी 
केवल प्रेम प्रवाह द वन हु हैज द वन हंड्रेड परसेंट लव फॉर द ऑल माइटी द वन हु हैज नो प्लेस इन द हार्ट लेफ्ट फॉर एनीथिंग एल्स बिकॉज द इंटायर हार्ट इज फील्ड विथ just one love and that is the love of almighty that devotee is the the true devotee of almighty sachcha prabhu ka bhakt hai keval prem pravah bhin chintit nahi bhakt hai he does not have desire of anything else the devotee he or she has no desire for anything else भक्त नहीं कुछ चा इट डिश फॉर एनीथिंग एल्स दिस इज वॉट इज द प्योरेस्ट स्टेट ऑफ अ ट्रू डिवोटी भक्त नहीं कुछ चा भक्त डज नॉट डिमांड डज नॉट आस डज नॉट डिजायर फॉर एनीथिंग एल्स सच्चा प्रभु का भक्त है केवल प्रेम प्रवाह तो एज इट सेज दैट the true devotee is not one who force himself or herself to develop this state of devotion the true devotee is the one who is already pure from inside jo sharir man vaani aur atma se shuddh hai the one who is pure at the level of body mind speech and at the level of soul the one who is pure from inside outside automatically automatically the love for the almighty flows in the heart the only reason we are untouched by that divine love is because we have layers of impurities of the prakriti when this when these these layers are removed automatically the love for almighty awakens it happens automatically and that is why a true devotee is a natural devotee is not one who forces himself or herself to become a devotee for almighty so we have to become the true devotee of almighty if we if we concentrate on becoming a devotee then we are away from being a devotee we cannot become devotee what we can only do is we can only purify ourselves for attaining the state of a true devotee only when we become eligible for that devotion this devotion has to be gifted to us you cannot become a devotee yourself rather we are transformed to the level of a purest devotee so we need transformation we don't need to force ourselves to become one rather we are transformed to a state of a pure devotee and this is where we can understand that all our effort is in attaining the purity and that's why sadgurudev says jo sharir man vaani yam atma se shuddh hai wahi prabhu ka sacha sacha bhakt hai he did not say that wahi prabhu ka sacha bhakt ban jata hai he did not say that 
only satya only truth and only purity will automatically attain another purity or unite with another purity only satya atma can experience the satya swarup parmatma so first we will have to attain the transparency the purity the truthfulness right from heart to speech meaning what we think inside is what you act outside only when we attain that truthfulness in our karma in our thinking in our bhava the kind of bhav we have from inside the wishfulness the desires that we carry inside if everything is aligned transparent that is what is the symbol of truthfulness swami ji says in his uh, vani that satya acharan sadachar is the only process of spiritual upliftment only when our act our behavior our act aligns with what we have in our heart and what we have in our heart when aligns with the truthfulness the righteousness it is only then there is a chance of spiritual upliftment otherwise we will stay where we are so as this doha says that the true love for the almighty blossoms in the heart automatically when one become pure at the level of body mind speech as well as soul but what is the process of attaining that purity at all levels we had very beautiful discussion yesterday in hindi satsang i'm sure majority of you were part of it and there were discussion around how to attain this level of devotion how to become pure at this level that the devotion blossoms inside our heart automatically and a great devotee yogesh ji very beautifully put forth what is stopping us what is stopping us from having that devotion in our heart and as he explained from swarved that it is the raga the malinata of our mind when our mind is yet having attractions towards the worldly subjects towards the worldly bhoga that is the bottleneck for you know against having the devotion for the almighty because our atma is one that has two different dimensions of bhogya padarth bhogya padarth means the one that the soul experiences for the happiness for the happiness in pursuit of happiness the soul has two opposite dimensions 
either it can go towards the worldly subjects or it will go towards the eternal happiness either it can go and engage itself with the ever changing temporary and limited happiness which comes only in installments and then it vanishes and and creates the experience of sorrow it flips so either it can engage with the flipping happiness where the happiness flips flips into sorrow and this is what is called the worldly happiness the soul has two bhogya padarth either this temporary ever changing flipping happiness or it can engage with the eternal happiness the parmatma the bliss the sachidanand atma the soul has these two bhogya padarth two bhogya padarth and it can engage only with one thing for the experience of happiness as long as it is engaged and attracted and looking forward towards worldly subject for the experience of happiness it will remain deprived of the other dimension of happiness which is the the true dimension of happiness because it cannot coexist for the experience of happiness in both dimension it cannot coexist for the experience of happiness in two dimensions the soul can either derive happiness from parmatma or it will remain baffled and illusioned with the temporary happiness of the worldly subject and that is why it is said that who can experience or attain the state of complete devotion the one who first accept this from the heart that the world can only offer me illusions but not the true happiness the worldly subjects can only offer me illusion only maya it only eludes us it only misguides us for happiness but it cannot offer us the the everlasting happiness when this very knowledge when this very wisdom is truthfully accepted in the heart and enacted in karma and thoughts transparently it is only then we become eligible for the true bhakti otherwise we have this knowledge we have this knowledge that yes the world is temporary the happiness that we get from the world is very limited and that too short short timed we don't get everlasting happiness from any for you know happiness from anything in this world this is the fact and through our intellect we know this tattva gyan that the prakriti can only offer me the limited happiness but just knowing it in through the through our intellect does not reflect in our sadachar in our behavior it is because that satya acharan has not happened in ourselves we have only known it in our intellect but we are not ready for it we are not accepting this from our heart it is not reflecting in our behavior it's not reflecting in our aspirations 
we don't aspire for the everlasting happiness, the devotion of Almighty. So, till we become a Purna Vairagi, the Bhakti is always away from us. And that is why Bhakti has two before bhakti, there are two things which are very important to have. And then only you can expect bhakti to happen within ourselves. And that is jnana and vairagya. Jnana and vairagya. Without jnana and vairagya, bhakti cannot be imagined. What we think is bhakti in our ritualistic way of offering our devotion, what we think is bhakti is either the agyan yukta bhakti or it is vikarma. It is either vikarma if it is gyan yukta effort of elevating ourselves, it is vikarma or if a jnana yukta, where the jnana is also not there, we even, there are devotees who are in such a state of ignorance that they do not even realize that the path that they have chosen is the path of karma alone. Because they are so ignorant, they do not even differentiate between karma and bhakti. They do not even differentiate between karma and bhakti. People want to actually spend time with the Almighty, but they do not have knowledge about Almighty. They do not know how a soul can elevate itself to the level of Almighty. They have no knowledge. And this is why it is important that before we talk about Bhakti, we should talk about Jnana and Vairagya. Without Jnana and without Vairagya, Bhakti does not germinate within our heart. Bhakti doesn't happen. Bhakti is a purest state of enlightenment with Almighty's bliss. When our soul is enlightened with the bliss of Almighty, the bhakti, the light of bhakti is all around the soul. The soul is in the ecstasy of bhakti, in the bliss of bhakti, automatically, because that light blossoms in the heart automatically when it when it attains that level of purity within itself. So to have the knowledge, the gyan, and to have vairagya within ourselves, what is what is the step forward? Can vairagya happen without knowledge? Can vairagya happen without knowledge? It cannot. And that is why jnana is first. It is through jnana, when we accept or when we learn about this, when we get the vahya tattva jnana, you know, through vahya tattva jnana, you know, just like you shower your body, your body is purified with the water, right? What purifies our soul and what purifies our intellect? It is the jnana. The jnana is the way to shower our intellect. Our antahkaran is purified with the knowledge, with the light of knowledge. So knowledge, knowledge is first. Only when we attain the knowledge, 
then slowly the vairagya starts developing within ourselves if you have no knowledge vairagya will not happen on its own knowledge happens either by satsang or by the blessings of sadgurudev or by the experience in the life through the experience in the life also knowledge happens but only when you are willing to uh, you know willing to notice things and accept this and not be eluded by the mind mind will always develop the craving within yourself for the worldly subject but if and only if we introspect that for all these years i have been chasing the same worldly happiness but it has never stayed with me i am still back to square zero are we ready to accept this if we are not that means through our life experience we are not getting the knowledge we are still not getting the knowledge but only when we attain this knowledge we accept this knowledge at the level of soul and reflect it in our thought and action it is only then we are leading a life with sadachar 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 meaning the one what you think inside what you what you know from inside you behave according to that that is called sadachar only when we lead our life with sadachar there is a chance of spiritual promotion so what you learn from life that yes so far i have been going after so many different kind of worldly pleasures but it has not lasted long with me when we know it are you accepting it if you are accepting it then only automatically the vairagya will develop within yourself only when we accept it vairagya will develop and that is why knowledge is the first ladder and the second ladder to bhakti is vairagya knowledge is the first step of the ladder and the second step of the ladder of devotion is vairagya knowledge comes first then vairagya develops vairagya also you cannot force yourself vairagya is not something that you can force yourself but only when you accept with sadachar the awareness the knowledge about what is temporary and what is permanent when this knowledge stays stays permanently in your heart the vairagya will automatically happen and that's why swami ji says that if one hears about vairagya and start enacting vairagya forcing themselves to stay away from the worldly subjects thinking that oh i have to become vairagi you know this will only bother the soul and make the soul more restless the vairagya has to be developed it will it will happen within yourself only when we engage more with the wisdom with the knowledge and so to vairag to happen we will have to become vikarmanisht vikarmanisht only when you start engaging yourself when your sadachar is in that path meaning your your thinking not only your thinking not only knowing things but also your action when your action your thought your knowledge when all aligns when your life is in the path of vikram 
it is only then the vairagya will happen automatically so it is important that when we talk about bhakti we must also know about vikarma vikarma is the only way through which you loosen the grip of bondages where your mind will start loosening the raga with the subject only through vikarma only through vikarma you can loosen the grip of raga within yourself when you become vikarmanist vikarma who can engage in vikarma who wants to lead the life with sadachar meaning what you hear from swarved what you hear from satsang now you want to lead the life in that direction so whatever effort you then put in aligning with what you are hearing from satsang that entire effort is called vikarma vikarma is all those actions where you loosen the grip with prakriti where you are putting an effort to become eligible for the devotion for the bhakti for the experience of almighty all those efforts like sham dam titiksha all these that you start developing within yourself by the practice of seva sadhana satsang it is that effort the effort of vikarma is what will naturally develop the attribute of vairagya within your heart so vairagya also cannot be forced you cannot force yourself into vairagya vairagya naturally develops when the gyan starts reflecting in our action when the gyan the knowledge that you have accepted it starts reflecting in our action it is only then the vairagya will happen and that is why sadgudev said that if we have to attain if we have to attain the state of purest devotee then we have to make the seva sadhana and satsang as the essence of our life teen sar sansar sadguru dev said that you know your essence of life should be seva sadhana satsang you should always aspire for seva for sadhana and for satsang everything else that you do in your worldly life should be used as a means to perform seva sadhana and satsang for example if we are doing our service running our companies that is because we want to not only support our family with artha but if you run a company then we also want to create platform for other lives other people to earn some artha for their living so if we have chosen our company as a means to be a helping ad hand for others this is very good seva bhav this is also very good seva bhav so if you run your company run your company with seva bhav not only you grow with artha but allow others to grow also with artha if we have this very feeling within yourself then this is a very good attribute to have when we work for a company we are trying to give our best so that not only company grows you also grow your artha is ensured so that you can stay focused in the upliftment in the path of devotion as well if your artha is disturbed your vehicle of life is actually handicapped you know artha is the means to run your life 
So you have to ensure that the artha continues to flow in your life. Only when the artha is stable. When the earth agaman, the advent of earth is ensured, then only you can restfully concentrate on the spiritual upliftment as well. So, your everything else in your life is the means to ensure that the essence of life is maintained, that I stay engaged in seva, in sadhana and satsang without any hurdles in my life. Only to remove all the hurdles, you do everything else. You take care of your family. Why? Because so that I remain in peace and engage more in seva, sadhana and satsang. If there is disbalance anywhere else, it is only going to disturb our path of devotion. So when you have this very essence, very clear in our head, and we have sincere commitment towards it, you will see that not only your path of devotion goes smooth, but the divine forces will also help in our worldly activities. The one who aspire for divine bliss, the blessings from the Master and the mercy of Almighty is such that our worldly life also start taking a smooth shape. It will happen only if we start leading a life with sadachar. There is no convoluted feeling within ourselves. We think something else and you actually are somebody else and you act something else. You know, there is no resemblance in our action, in our thought, in our character. There is no resemblance. That means we are not leading a sadachar life. So, Satcha Prabhu ka bhakta hai kevala prima pravah. To attain this state where the purest love of Almighty start flowing within our heart, this will happen only when the vairagya will happen 100%. And for vairagya to happen 100%, it is important that we lead our life with sadachar. I, I conclude my contemplation on this year. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vijayji, for uh, explaining to us today's Dohas. It was very beautifully um, deep-dived into um, lots of pointers um, in the path of a seeker or a devotee. And uh, actually, I while I was making some notes, I, I just wanted to share uh, my thoughts on the, this particular such an important doha that is merely not just a few words being uh, narrated so beautifully by Sadafal Devji Maharaj. However, the depth that goes into the doha um, where we are just trying to learn how to become that pure devotee. I, I wanted to summarize a few points. Um, uh, definitely uh, yesterday's satsang is still afresh in my mind. Um, the way Yogeshi had uh, led the yesterday's satsang and most of us were a part of that. Uh, I wanted to just um, mention that even Yogeshi mentioned how, um, how a true Vairagya happens. Uh, the gyan and the viragya, the two components that help us uh, get into the mode of true bhakti or devotion for the Lord. Uh, Yogeshji had mentioned about coming over uh, all the ragas, uh, the different um, worldly manifestations that we often see ourselves entangled with. 
and uh, how beautifully explaining how we we come over all of that and be in the state of natural vairagya again using that same pointer vijay ji mentioned today uh, about how the bhakti happens and uh, the the fundamentals that uh, each one of us should uh, should should uh, help each 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 of the fundamentals that we all should uh, uh, work towards uh, and uh, work towards to imbibe in our in our fundamental nature to become a natural devotee of uh, of sadguru dio as well as uh, in the eyes of parmatma uh, vijay ji mentioned that for attaining the state of a true devotee we have to purify ourselves and uh, in order to purify ourselves sadachar is the only process of spiritual upliftment truthfulness and righteousness is required which uh, i believe each one of us know deep within their hearts how true those virtues are even to run our day to day life uh, we cannot uh, be untruthful or unrighteous even in even while we are um, in, in our day to day working of our mundane life vijay ji also mentioned how to attain this level of devotion where the raga of the mind is not running towards the worldly desires one who has the true knowledge that that everything has given only a momentary happiness the worldly subjects can only offer us illusions maya and then once we know that clearly we become a true devotee of parmatma it has to reflect in our behaviors and aspirations which i also completely agree with uh, and no doubts on that that which is very important till we we seek the path of a pure vairagi um while uh, vijay ji was mentioning about gyan and vairagya uh, i had this uh, thoughts in my mind which i wanted to just put forward uh, that in life we we go through different stages of life and sometimes we are blessed and fortunate to come from a family where uh, we, where we are always um, having um, experiences or you know um uh, those uh, knowledge is given to us uh, as is however for some we we have the knowledge and and we are uh, still on that path where our experiences play a more important role than mere knowledge i just wanted to bring up this point that in our uh, so called life sometimes we come into experiences that helps us in disguise to form layers and layers of appearing and disappearing instances of both gyan and vairagya these two components although are just not mere words but when we deep dive into those and we we try to um, break down into a cellular level we know we understand that how ever agya can truly happen to my soul and that particular knowledge of ours is just ours because we gain that understanding from wherever we are at that point in life i i i feel that this is very important for us to speculate on every day what is more important for me to reach that level of vairagya while maintaining the same position or the stature in um, in my day to day life which is again very crucial and vital for the growth of my soul i also believe that this is a process that gets that gets us to reach at a certain level but with time and one needs to be very patient with time 
Sometimes the situations may differ, but having that utmost faith and devotion in the master and God will eventually help one to reach that level someday. This is also important to know that nothing stays with us permanently. And this, this is again embedded in us while we go through the different experiences of life. Vairagya with sadachar, then vairagya automatically happens. That is also very, very true. While I also believe that the sadachar happens naturally. When we deal with the worldly subjects, there should be a feeling of oneness, a feeling of truthfulness, a feeling of righteousness, a feeling of respect, and a feeling of a feeling of giving. And when we have those qualities, then naturally sadhachar happens. Vikarma will naturally develop. I believe that is right as well. Because when we are on the path of seeking the true gyan and vairagya, one day we all our actions will naturally turn into vikarma. A sense of life is maintained by seva, sadhana and satsang, which, is, which has been always given importance on the three pillars of Vihangam Yoga as we all know it. Each and every day, how we can imbibe more the qualities of seva, the qualities of sadhana, and the qualities of satsang. In its very essence, it's very, it's very useful for the upliftment of the soul and to continue in the journey of on in the journey of uh, spirituality or per se vihangam yoga. And with that. Um, and with that, all my thoughts end here. And uh, I uh, thanks Vijayji and Yogeshji yesterday for having this beautiful conversation on these two Dohas. We have now reached the last phase of today's workshop. In this phase, we chant the short version of Vandana, Arti, and Shantipat. Vandana is the prayer through which we seek blessings of the Sadguru. We request well-being of health, wealth, and seek his blessings for spiritual knowledge. I would now request Devji to sing the last few lines of Vandana. Over to you, Devji. Vandana. Prabhu Kalpa Santa Samaja Uttama Sarva Dharma Charya He Jimmy Nadia Sarriti Sindhu Ki He Vishwa Pathamaya Karya He Prabhu Sata Santa Samaja Tira Aparaksha Akijiye Jana Sadafala Jana Bhakti Vridi Dina Dina Kijie. Thank you. Thank you, Devji. Our next prayer is Arti. Arti is a prayer offered to the Sadhguru. Here we acknowledge the power of Almighty and pray that all disciples experience eternal joy, love, and freedom from worries under his holy guidance. I request everybody to stand up for the Arti, and I request Devji to sing the last few lines of Arti for us. Over to you, Devji. Arti. Guru Marati Gati Kandrama Sevaka Nayana Chakur Pulaka Pulaka Nirakarahe Guru Marati Kio Shweta Shweta Maya Shweta He 
Shweta, Shweta, Maya, Shweta. Tina Pada, Amriti Bara, Shweta, Muhammad, Shweta. Ashta Chakra, Sabya, Sunya, Para, Dara, Adhara, Kipar. Tahansa Dafalagara Kia Bully Parasansa. Thank you, Devji. And the final prayer is Shanti part. In the Shanti part, we chant for peace for everyone who exists in this universe. May Sadhguru save, bless the entire cosmos with peace, love, and prosperity. I request Devji to recite the last few lines of Shantipat for us. Thank you, Devji. Shantipat. Hey, Prabhu Shanti Sarubho. Shanti Shanti Maya Shanti. Shanti. Shanti Shanti Jana Shanti Ho Purna Shanti Mai Shanti E Prabhu Shanti Pradhanakara Duraho Sarva Shanti Deva Sadafala Shanti Maya Shanti Shanti Sukha Shanti Thank you, Devji, for the wonderful recitation of Vandana, Arti, and Shantipat in such a soulful and beautiful voice. And with this, today's session concludes here. I thank each one of you for joining the session and request everyone to ponder over the, the Dohas we discussed today. I would like to thank Vijayji, Niranjanji, Sriranji for their valuable contribution in today's satsang. The Navy has been conducting Sunday telephonic satsangs and Vihangam Yoga initiation workshops all over the USA and North America over the last few years. Any queries relating to this can be sent as an email to info at vihangamyoga.org. This brings us to the end of today's session. I pray to Sadhguru Dev to bless you with peace, prosperity, and progress. See you all next Sunday at 10.30 a.m. EST on the same Zoom meeting. Have a wonderful day and a week ahead. Jessa Grudev.